0: Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for the second Sunday after Pentecost. The Rev. Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is Lay Minister Bruce Sletton, Organist Mrs. Susan Siniger, and acolytes are Michael Hazelman and McKenna Smith. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. Wonderful to be back with you all uh, on a rainy day, but that's okay, uh, here in the Lord's house, to worship him and to receive from him the gracious gifts that he has so wonderfully prepared for us. Please stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see someone or people that you don't recognize, please go say hi to them and welcome them today. All right, as you are taking your seats, just a couple of pre service announcements for us today. This morning, um, uh, on my phone, of course, I got that really loud sound, or, and there was going to be some kind of warning or watch or something. So I, I texted Walt Brown, our uh, head elder, and I said, So, in the event that um, we're under like a tornado warning or something, what do we do um, during worship? And uh, so uh, in that event, um, Walt's going to let me know from, from the back, um, and there he is in the back. Uh, in that event, uh, this is what the plan is. Um, as many of you can fit in the basement as possible, and then um, uh, many or several more can come over to the Parsonage, too, and be in the basement. I'm not anticipating that happening. I'm just saying if it does, um, that's kind of what the plan is. Um, and I think that's all of the pre-service announcements that we have. So let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful today for this, the Lord's Day. Uh, we are thankful, Lord, for the many gifts and the, the blessings and the outpouring of loving kindness that you give to us. Uh, especially, the Lord, the grace uh, and the gospel, which we're going to, to talk about today. But the gospel that has called us here. And so, Lord, uh, we ask now, give us a zeal for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand.
2: And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord
0: who made heaven and earth.
2: If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand?
0: But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared.
2: Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned and thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner.
0: Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life.
1: Sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have made me see many troubles and calamities, will revive me again.
0: From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again.
2: You will increase my greatness
0: and comfort me again.
2: I will also praise you with the heart for your faithfulness, O oh my God.
0: I will sing praises to you with the life.
2: My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you.
0: My soul also, which you have redeemed.
2: And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long.
0: For they have been pushed to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
0: as it was at the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
2: Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come.
0: You have given the command
2: Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. O God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Cast out all sins and evil desires from us, and pour into our hearts your Holy Spirit to guide us into all blessedness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson for this morning is taken from Isaiah 65, beginning at the first verse. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their lap both their, your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills, I will measure their deeds, thus says the Lord. As the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, Do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. So I will do for my servants' sake and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it, and my servants shall dwell there. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart.
0: The word of faith that we proclaim.
2: With the heart one believes and is justified.
0: And with the mouth one confesses and is saved.
2: Can we have the children come forward for the children's message, please? Sneak down here. Okay. Good morning. Say, um, what do you do uh, when someone does something nice for you? What do you say? Thank you. And we should say thank you when everyone and anyone does something nice for us. And then also tell other people about those nice things people did for us. Uh, I have here in my hand a card. What kind of cards do we get from people? Christmas cards, birthday cards, and thank you cards. I brought one here. And it says, sure enough, thank you on the outside. I love getting these. And on the inside, it says, thank you. Your kindness was extraordinary, extra special. Who is the card made out to? Jesus. It'd be nice to send him a card, wouldn't it? Well, uh, this reminds me of the gospel lesson for today. Jesus meets a man who has demons inside of him, evil spirits. And so Jesus has compassion on this man and has the evil spirits leave his body. Jesus heals him completely not just of the evil spirits, but gives him faith in who he is as Jesus. And so the man is very thankful and wants to follow Jesus now for the rest of his life. But Jesus tells him, No, you go back to your home and you tell other people about what just happened to you. And so he did. And everyone was amazed at this. And so we too should be thankful for God. What kinds of things can we give thanks to Jesus for? Can you think of a few? What's that? For for the forgiveness of sins. What else? What can we thank Jesus for? Food on the table. Always a good thing. What else? Do you think we dare thank him for our brothers and sisters? might be a stretch, but we should do that too, right, for our moms and dads. But one thing for sure we should be thanking Jesus for more than anything else is the gospel that he has given us to lead our lives and to teach us things and lead us in the right direction. And that's what the sermon will be about today. So you kind of listen for that, the importance of the gospel, one of the greatest gifts Jesus has given us. So let us thank him for that, should we? Let's pray. Pray with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for all that you have provided for us and continue to. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Come on back to your pews. The epistle lesson for this morning comes from Galatians, chapter 1, beginning at the first verse. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
1: Gospel according to Saint Luke, the eighth chapter. Praise then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met there met a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and said with a loud voice, "What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God?" I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him To let them enter these, so we gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and they and and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So we got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Please be seated. All pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the epistle lesson that was just read from Galatians chapter 1. Please have that in front of you. Uh, we will be going through it a little bit as we go along here this morning. It was the question that was posed to me and all of my classmates at seminary right after we had completed all of our classwork, but before we were able to graduate and receive our calls. You see, it was a practice that they had gotten rid of for some reason for many, many years, and then just in my year, they decided to bring it back. And what they did was they took all of us as fourth-year seminarians, and they divided us up, and we all had exit interviews with our professors, basically to make sure that when we were going to go out and preach the gospel, that we were going to go out and, and teach about Jesus, that it was in conformity and in uniformity with what we had learned. And the question that I remember... Of all of the questions that I, I was asked in my interview, the question that I, w- that I remember being asked was one that was really very simple. And perhaps when you're put on the spot, it's not as easy to answer. And the question was what is the gospel? What is it? What does it mean? And I think that is a question that demands an answer. We know that it is. And I think that that is a question that demands an answer, not just from me as a pastor, but from all of you as believers as well. Because as we kind of talked about in the Sunday morning adult Bible class, if we don't know what the gospel is, then we don't know what our hope is. And if we don't know what the gospel is, then we don't know what we are, what the hope of our faith is. And if we don't know what the gospel is, then we can be led down many false paths from many different kinds of people and so-called pastors and teachers that are trying to teach a different gospel. And how interesting it is that this is not only a current-day problem, but it was also a problem that in this first part of his letter to the church in Galatia that Paul was dealing with, as well. Now, I want to give you the proper context to how Paul is writing this letter. Paul is angry, and he's really, really, really mad. And he lets the church in Galatia know this. He lets his people know this. He says there, I am astonished that you are believing a gospel that is different than the one that I taught you. You see, what had been happening is that at this time, there was a certain group of people that, the, that thought that the gospel should be a little bit more inclusive, that it shouldn't be so rigid, perhaps, and that it should include more people than what, it, than what Paul had seemingly taught that it included. And so the, those, those specific people that they were wanting it to include were the Jews, And so what they were teaching was that, well, yeah, in addition to what Paul has already taught you, make sure that that you get circumcised as well. Because if you don't have that, then you can't be saved, is what they were teaching. Now, of what we know about the Apostle Paul, there are certain things that really cook his grits, and this is one of them. When they try changing the pure gospel... The fact that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through Him. Period. Not and also circumcision. Not and also something that we do. Not and also something this. No. That Jesus is the way to everlasting life. And that by believing in Him, as Paul writes elsewhere, you may have power in His name. So Paul is very very angry. It is being added to today as well. One of those ways today that it is being added is by adding works to the gospel. Now this sort of takes different different forms. One of the forms that this takes is that we'll be as good of a person as you can possibly be. Now, I know all of you as Lutherans are thinking, Aha, I know that, Pastor, so you can't pull that one over me. But here's what happens. Even we as good Lutherans that we are, we still struggle with the fact that when we feel like we're doing good, that that makes us better in God's eyes. We feel better about our relationship with God when we're doing good, don't we? Sure we do, because that's the sinful part of us. But the fact is, is that, and the fact that we very well know, that there is nothing that we can do to contribute to our salvation. There's nothing that we can do to contribute to the gospel. Because it is done in its entirety by Christ. So let me put it this way. Whether or not you are having a good day or a bad day or an in-between day, no matter if you are caught up in sin or not, the fact is that God has still saved you. And God has still loved you. It doesn't matter if you are feeling right with Him on a particular day or feeling not right with Him on a particular day. Because it, does have it, because it doesn't have anything to do with you, and it has everything to do with the fact that you are covered by the blood of Christ. Trying hard. Trying hard when we feel like we really try hard, when we've done our, quote, good deed for the day. In essence, what we are saying is, is that we are the ones that gain approval from God. And as Luther very rightly pointed out, what in the world makes us think that we could ever possibly offer God anything that would surmount, that would be better than his own son dying on the cross for us? There's another kind of gospel out there, some of you have heard of it before, I even think that Time magazine did an uh, article on it a few years ago, it's something called the prosperity gospel, and maybe you've, you've heard of this, and what this teaches is, is that if you do X, Y, and Z in Christ, and if you are doing the things that God wants you to do, then he is going to bless you with everything that you have asked for. And if it hasn't happened yet, well, then just, just, just keep waiting and just keep doing all of those things because eventually you will get everything that you ask for. There is a certain pastor in Houston, Texas. I will not mention his name here, but there is a certain pastor in Houston, Texas, who has a church of over 30,000 people, and they, that is what he is teaching them. 30,000 people. That if we do X, Y, and Z... And if we do it properly, that if we pray enough, that if we do enough good things, that this is how God will bless us, that this is how God will give us the desires of our heart, that this is how God will give us what we ask for. Not far from this are thoughts like this, that I'm not praying hard enough, That I'm simply not praying enough. That my faith isn't strong enough. Beware of sentences that go something like this from different so-called pastors and different so-called teachers. Be careful what you listen to. I tell my kids this often. What we listen to with our ears goes directly into our hearts. What we allow our eyes to see goes directly into our hearts. So be careful what you listen to. If you hear any sentence that sounds something like this, if we would just do blank, then God will do blank. If we would just pray more, if we would just seek Him more, if we would just do something more, then God will come and He will present Himself to us and He will bless us because we are the ones who are seeking Him. There is nothing in the Bible that says that. Now, one thing. and so we have to be careful. And we have to be careful because if we don't we're going to fall in, into the same kind of predicament that the church in Galatia had fallen into as well that there was something added to the pure un uh, to the to the pure unadulterated gospel that it is through Christ and Christ alone that God has presented himself to us that it is through Christ and Christ alone that we are blessed. And nothing by what we do. Not by praying hard enough. Not by praying enough. Not by having enough faith. What Jesus does say is is that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to go throw itself into the sea. And it will do it. Everything depends on Christ. Another gospel, or so-called gospel... That is being taught is this idea of of inclusivism, something that the Apostle Paul was dealing with that we just mentioned, trying to include more people because, gosh, doesn't it seem awfully rigid? The idea that one religion being absolutely true and the others are at least partially true, put another way that all roads lead to the same place. Be careful. Again, be careful with what you allow your ears to hear. Be careful with what you allow your eyes to see. It is okay for you to love your friends that are homosexual. It is okay for you to love your friends that are Muslim or Buddhist or or some other non-Christian religion. Jesus tells you to do that, by the way. To love your neighbor as yourself. But what is not okay is going along with their lives and telling them that what they're doing is okay and God is going to get them into heaven anyway. That's not what the gospel says. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says very clearly that I am the way to heaven. He says very clearly that I am the truth about the Father's heaven. He says very clearly that I am the life. I am the way and the truth and the life, he says, and no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. No, all roads do not lead to the same place. When I was younger, my parents signed me up for a summer camp for about a week at a camp in Iowa called Camp Io De Sica. Um, Some of you know where that, know, know where that is. Um, and that, that summer, I remember very clearly, my brother and I went, and uh, that summer, the theme was the gospel, and they had made these shirts up. They were, they were black shirts with white print on it, and on, on that shirt, my brother might still have it, um, on that shirt, it said the main thing. And the main thing that we learned about, the main thing that we were taught, was John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Notice what John 3.16 doesn't say, that whoever prays enough to him will have eternal life. Notice that it also doesn't say that he who goes to church every Sunday will have eternal life. Notice that it doesn't say that he who loves his neighbor as himself will have everlasting life. No. That he who believes in me will have everlasting life. That is the truth. That is the way and that is the life spoken by he who is the way and the truth and the life himself. And so I guess we still haven't answered the question specifically, so let's do that now. What is the gospel? What is the pure unadulterated, no-fluff gospel. Paul says it very, very well. He who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. He who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. That he who believes in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life. That, my friends, is the pure, pure, unadulterated, no-fluff gospel. And that's great news for us. Ironically enough, the gospel means good news, but that's great news for us because what that means is is that we who are sinners, we who fall short every single day, and we who say and think things that we shouldn't, and and we who act on our temptations, even though we shouldn't, that that gospel is for us also. Because it is only unbelief that condemns. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Now, one of the things that we as Lutherans sort of get harped on about is that we sort of talk about the same thing every Sunday. We talk about how the gospel is the fact that Jesus came and he lived and he was born, and he died, and he rose again for us. And we sort of talk about that every, every Sunday. We don't really change it. If that is what I will be accused of for the rest of my life, I'll be a happy man. Because that's what it is. That Jesus came, and he lived, and he died on the cross, and he rose again, and his tomb is empty for you. And for me, and so the point is this, especially for our younger folks, kids who are still in school, because you will, you will get this, especially if you go to a public school, be careful. Be careful what you let your ears hear, be careful what you let your eyes see, because it will go directly into your heart. And don't let anybody tell you anything differently than what Scripture says. That he who believes on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. That God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And if that is the message that is preached here and taught here every single Sunday and is believed by every single one of you, then I have done my job. I can retire tomorrow. I won't. The pure, unadulterated gospel. And if anybody teaches you any gospel that is different, that is not Jesus' gospel. That is not the gospel that has been revealed to you by the grace of Christ. And it must be unadulterated. It must be only that which Jesus himself has said. Because if it's not, then it's not the one that he died for. And it's not the one that saves And so if hearing the gospel, the pure, unadulterated gospel, again and again and again is a Lutheran thing, then it's good to be us, because that's what it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life, period. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. See? Please stand. We confess together the words of our Christian faith this morning. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. This time we will gather our tithes and offerings, whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, we would ask that you would be so kind as to fill out the red sign-in book that is there in your pew so that we have a record of the fact that you were with us. Uh, If you are a guest, if you would also be so kind as to uh, supply us with perhaps your telephone number or an address so that we might be able to get into contact with you and thank you for worshiping with us today. We collect our tithes and offerings.
0: mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office at 417-235-7300 for how you can help. Sunday school and Bible classes meet every Sunday morning at 8.45 a.m. Men's Bible study meets every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Lutheran Youth Fellowship Teen-Focused Bible Study and Fun Activities meet Sunday at 6 p.m. Ladies' Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Monday at 1.30 p.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies' Bible Study will meet at 7 p.m. the second and fourth Monday at the home of Susan Stark. Mommy and Me Sunday School Classes at 8.45 a.m. in the Parsonage with Courtney Slutton for the little ones ages 0 to 2. For more information on Bible study groups, you can contact the church office at 417-235-7300. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion.
2: Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Keep us ever mindful of this message of the importance of your gospel in our lives. Keep us ever mindful that it is purely by your grace that we have a right relationship with you and are saved. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our healthless: Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob Curdett, Emma, Brenda, Rose Marie, Bob Jelinek, John, Marianne, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, and Ruth Skaggs, as well as all those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues and if it be your will heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord in your mercy we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer, Christopher Smith, who was serving in the Navy, Luke Shays, who was serving in the Marines, and David Hessman, who was deployed overseas, as well as their families, who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your, mercy. in your mercy. For anniversaries and the celebration of Christian marriage. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted your holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Marcus and Sandershearn. Who are celebrating 25 years of Christian union through their marriage, as well as Donald and Carol Clybaker, who are celebrating 48 years of marriage. Continue to be with them all, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength and refuge in life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for our upcoming vacation Bible school father a special request for a mighty attendance of children for vbs bless all the children and those who will lead this exciting adventure of fun and learning about how jesus saves the world use these next few weeks to move the hearts of children and parents alike to make vbs a priority for them this summer lord in your mercy a prayer for those traveling tomorrow to higher things father we ask for protection of our youth and adult leaders as they begin their trip tomorrow to the National Youth Event, Higher Things. Bless their time as they learn even more about what it means to follow you, Jesus, about what it means to live out the gospel in their lives. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for this congregation and all our visitors. Bless all those who worship with us today, those who are listening by radio or podcast. Now that we have been refreshed through your word and soon the sacrament of communion, lead us now into your mission field. Give us the courage and zeal to tell others about the good news of salvation as it is carried out in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
1: The Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. Them to the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is right to give him
3: thanks and grace.
1: It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son. Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name. Evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. stand. And now may this, O Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. us pray. We give thanks to you almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another through Jesus Christ your son our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. God. The Lord bless you and keep you. Will the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you? Will the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace?
0: It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christown, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.price.radio.com We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Chains.
1: And so tomorrow morning, uh, our Lutheran Youth Fellowship, our high school group, uh, leaves for their Higher Things trip, which will be this year in St. Paul, Minnesota, where the mosquitoes are twice the size of your head. So we shall see how that, how that goes. Um, and what we want to do uh, right now is we want to pray for them and pray over them. And so I'm going to ask all of the youth and uh, their leaders to come gather around the baptismal font, please, so that we might pray for you and pray over you. And I would invite anybody who would like to come forward to uh, pray with them, to pray over them uh, for safety, uh, for the Spirit to lead them in their learning, uh, to please come forward now. All of anybody who wishes to come forward. Gathering kind of tight a little bit. We can't We can't hide. And so let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for these youth uh, and for what they have learned so far uh, in their faith and the faith that you have already given them. And we pray, Lord, that as they go to St. Paul, that the things that they would learn would only go to enhance that faith and it would only go to enriching it um, and to continue to lift it up. We pray for safety uh, in our Travels, uh, Lord. We also um, give you thanks for for Fawn and for Stan, and um, Lord, for all who are um, and for their parents as well. And uh, we ask, Lord, uh, that 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 for our leaders that you would grant to them uh, safety, that, that, that you would help them, Lord, um, to be discerning in everything. Uh, and Lord, we know that uh, that they have uh, a very strong faith too, uh, and. Uh, before that, Lord, we give you thanks. And, um, so Lord, we uh, ask that you would go with us, that you would go before us, leading our way in everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and And as they are taking their seats, just a few announcements before we close with worship today. Oops. All right, first of all, Vacation Bible School is coming up. The theme is Miraculous Mission, Jesus Saves the World. Uh, That is July 8th through the 11th for kids ages 3 through 5th grade. Please let Meandra Shane, or Lacey Creed, or Katrina McBlair know if you are able to volunteer during the week. We always need volunteers to uh, to help make the week run smoothly. Also, in in the back are uh, if your child, if you would like to register your child for it, there are registration forms in the back on the table. There, there is also a list there of items that are needed uh, that we are hoping that. Um, that you will be able to donate uh, for our week. And so please find that list in the back as well. Uh, With that, the Trinity Lutheran Church Picnic is that Friday, July 12th at 6 p.m. All ladies who are not working, uh, please bring two pies. And those working, please bring one pie to be served at the picnic. Even if you are working, just bring pies because they're all good. Uh, we'll be having a pie auction and are asking for additional pies for this purpose. So that, there you have your uh, answer there. Um, oh, and then as far as the picnic goes, there are our sign-up sheets for uh, volunteers, again, that are needed to help it run smoothly. There are many things for which to volunteer for. Um, Mrs. Menning, uh, Amanda Menning, told me that she's actually not going to be in town on the week of the picnic, so I am challenging somebody else to take the second slot to be in the dunk tank. So be praying ab- about that if you would like to be in the dunk tank. Um, and then there's a short prayer session in the chapel after service for anyone who would like to join uh, in for prayer. Uh, you may submit requests for, request for prayer prior to the service, uh, and there will be a jar outside of the chapel where you can leave your prayer request at any time. And then finally, uh, last week we did our confirmation roll call. Uh, the, the majority of the class, of the confirmation class of 1969 is here, and so we are thankful for your presence here and ask God's continued blessings upon the faith which you uh, received as well. And I think that is all of the announcements that we have. Uh, I pray that you all have a very blessed week.